All right, so let's go, if you will, take it, turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. Um, Romans chapter 12, and what we're going to be looking at tonight is the second half of the message that we started a couple of weeks ago, knowing the will of God. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and then we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17. So, first in Romans chapter 12, God's word says to us tonight, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And now going to Ephesians chapter 5, looking at verse 17. The scripture says, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So tonight, as we get the second half of this message about knowing the will of God, let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Father, we do praise you. We want to lift your name on high. And Father, it does at times seem a mystery as far as what your will is for us. But you make it available Father, to us. So we thank you for that. And as we learn more about that tonight, I ask for your understanding. I pray for your spirit to impart to us wisdom and knowledge. And Lord, the, the willingness to be obedient. We seek you with all of our heart tonight, Lord. Forgive us. Give us strength. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so as we started this uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about six things that the will of God is not. And that we talked about it not being a road map. That you, it, the Lord leads you one step at a time. The will of God is not painful. Uh, some of us think, you know, it used to be the mindset, at least I had that years ago, that, you know, if I surrender to the Lord, I'm going to end up being a missionary somewhere that I don't really want to go. God's not... Um, not always going to call you to be a missionary. Uh, the will of God is not just for a certain class of people. It's not just for preachers. It's not just for deacons or Sunday school teachers. It's for all people. Uh, the will of God is not always dramatic. You may not see or uh, feel a flash of lightning or hear a rolling thunder. It may be a still, small voice that God speaks to you through. The will of God is not just for the young. It's never too late to surrender yourself to the Lord. And the will of God is not unknowable. God wants you to know His will for you. We talked about God's guidance being assured. He promises us His guidance. And this encouragement that we get in Ephesians, it says, look, you know, set aside the unwisdom of the world or, or what the world considers wisdom, Set that aside because it is not wisdom, but seek to understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand, it, it actually says, understand what the will of the Lord is. 
So we know that God is reaching out to us and wanting His will to be made known to us. So what is the hindrance? Last time we talked about trusting in the Lord. We talked about that we are uh, God has prepared beforehand what we should uh, do. Uh, three parts of God's will, His prevailing will, His permissive will, and His personal will. And so tonight we're going to begin where we discuss God's guidance being available to us. God's guidance is available to us. God gives biblical provision for us to know His will. As a matter of fact, like I said, this commandment is for us to understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, how do we do that? Uh, but there's, there's certain qualifications that you must meet in order to understand the will of the Lord. Uh, so let's go through those right quick. Now understand, uh, whenever we're talking about qualifications, think about this, the qualifications of the co- being in a covenant with God. What are the qualifications for that? It's for us to give ourselves completely to Him. Uh, whenever we make a covenant with God, we ask Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, we enter into a covenant saying that not only do we ask for His forgiveness for the things that we've done, but we give our life to Him, and that is... That is the rules, that is the, the, uh, uh, the guidelines, if you'd like to say it like that, uh, of the covenant. But to know God's will, first of all, we've got to be willing, willing to do His will. Now think about that for just a moment. God's not going to let you know what His will is it, because He knows whether or not you're willing to do it. So if you're not willing to do it, why would He make it known to you? So first of all, you've got to stop and... and And think about it. Whatever God's will is for me, am I willing to do it no matter what it is? Ask yourself that question because um, we probably will not be able to know His will unless we are willing. Sometimes we ask God to work our plans out for us. You know, what we'll say is, God, you know, this is what I've got planned. I pray that you'll bless it. In other words, I hope it's okay with you that I've asserted my own will here, and I'm doing my own thing. I'm just asking for you to bless my thing. Instead of us surrendering ourselves and saying, God, whatever it is that you want to do, I'm willing to do that. So God's guidance is available if we're willing. The second thing is, is we get this from Psalms 25, verse 9, the meek he will guide. We must be meek. What does it mean to be meek? It means to be humble. It means to be willing to be guided. You know, some folks, uh, I have known the folks in my time that, you know, you can try to, to uh, tell them or you can try to show them, but they're going to do it their own way anyway. Now, uh, being meek means having a teachable and broken spirit. Now, and, and again, it was used in the old west days of cowboys whenever the, they were breaking wild horses. They weren't trying to take away the strength of the horse, the stamina of the horse, Anything, they were just trying to uh, uh, get the horse to where it would submit to the will of the master, the will of the one doing the riding. So without taking away any strength, any character, or anything else, it's just humbling the horse to take direction in order to um, focus its energies in one direction, according to the master. Now, so in order to... In order to know God's will, we've got to, first of all, be willing to do His will, have a humble, a meek heart, and we've got to be open. 
God will speak to us if we're open to hearing His still, small voice. And here's, here's how we do that. When we go to the Lord, not having an agenda, just saying, Lord, here I am. Show me. Uh, when was the last time you went to God and, and instead of you know, kind of laying out your grocery list of things that you needed and, and, or wanted to pray about, how many, how many of us can just simply say, hey God, here I am. In essence, I'm, I'm just reporting for duty. Show me what you want me to do today. I'm, I'm open. I'm willing. I'm, I'm ready. What is it that you want today? The last thing is yielded. It's not enough to hear the will of God or know the will of God. You must be ready to do it when he says, do it. And that's, that's a hard thing. Um, you know, the, what is the, uh, the old Bible study that they had? Um, the, war, the Blackaby thing. The, I can't remember it now. I had it in my head, but it left. Uh, but anyway, that one of the main things that, that they talked about in that was asking the Lord what it is that you want me to do or looking for the working of the Lord where the, work, the Lord is working and joining in, being ready to join in where the Lord is working because the Lord works all around us. Uh, he, he is the one who does all this stuff that we see getting done. Now, whenever He offers us an opportunity to join in, are we ready? Are we willing? Are we open to it? Are, will we be yielded to Him? Think about it this way. I read this illustration, and uh, I wrote it down uh, my outline here. A man is pull, pushing a junk car with no engine. He's pushing it up to a gas station. He pulls it up there, and the gas attendant says, looks at him, and he says, fill it up. And the gas attendant says, Why? Why, why would you fill up and empty a car that, that won't run? Why would you put fuel in a car that won't run? And when we think about that, if we are the empty car, if we don't have an engine, if we're not willing to go, if we're not willing to be open or yielded to God, why would he fill us with his will? Why would he tell us his plan if we're unwilling to follow him? In Romans chapter 1, uh, 12, verse 1, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. And that simply means being yielded, being open, being meek, being willing. Whatever the Lord wants, whenever the Lord wants, however the Lord wants. That's difficult. I know it is. As a man, you know, we like to have plans and structure and, and we want uh, to have everything kind of laid out, a blueprint, if you will. But God's will doesn't come like that. It comes one step at a time and it requires complete and daily momentary dependence on God. God's will is available to us. God's will is also acceptable. His guidance is acceptable to us. Uh, it just makes sense to do it God's way. Now, it's not natural for us to submit ourselves to God, you know, because we want to be our own boss. But God, we would want God's will for our life if we were smart enough to know that we needed it. Now, uh, it's, 
it's what we would want for ourselves if we had enough sense to want it. So we, that's the way we've got to look at it. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what the next minute holds for us. We know what we've planned, but we don't know. God does. So in that, if we are willing to accept his will, if we're willing to go along with his will, we're trusting ourselves to the one who wrote the plans, the one who wrote the step-by-step, who knows exactly what's going to happen. So when we trust God, we're putting ourselves in the greatest, the best-prepared hands ever. We can be guided by God's miracles. It isn't God's normal way of showing us his will. But sometimes he does work supernaturally in visions and dreams and, and things like that and miracles. We are or can be guided if we are willing to be guided by God's word. You see, even in this instance, like it says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, understand what the will of the Lord is. Um, we, we read God's word in order to understand his character, in order to learn more about him and find out how he would want us to be and when he gives us little clues, whenever he gives us directions or command, that's the way we are to live. That's his will for our life. He wants us to be submitted. He wants us to follow him as closely as we can. Um, in one passage of scripture, I can't remember the reference right now, but he says, this, and this is the will of the Lord for you, your sanctification. In other words, he wants you to grow more like Christ every day. The three parts of salvation, I know we have gone over that before. Uh, first of all is justification. When we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, He justifies us before God. He paid the price, so we are correct, or we are right and holy in His, His sight. But then sanctification is the second part of salvation. We become or we grow more in Jesus every day. And then the third is glorification when He comes to receive us to Himself. So the sanctification of the believer if we find out about that in the Word of God, whenever we study the Word of God, He shows us what His will is for us. We are also guided and guard, uh, uh, we can get the will of God through God's people. Uh, it's, it's great to have a biblically literate friend, uh, a friend who is praying and seeking the will of God for themselves to talk to about the way the Lord is leading you also. It's, it's a wonderful thing to have a good counselor, a good mentor, a good friend, someone that you can go to and talk about things without having to worry about anybody else finding out about it. But also having a prayer partner, going together uh, to the Lord and asking for guidance. Uh, the people of God, how the, the scripture says that iron sharpens iron. We, we come together the way that we do in order to grow together. We... we uh, come together in our Bible studies and, and we encourage one another and uh, somebody has an idea and they, they speak uh, something that, that encourages somebody else or strengthens somebody else. So we, we bring each other along. We are guided by the people of God. We are also guided by the Spirit of God. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. When we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, the, the Holy Spirit is given to us as a down payment of the great things to come, but He also lives in, in, inside of us, guiding us, guarding us, and seeking to lead us if we would submit to Him every day. So we can be guided, we should be guided by the Spirit. We're also guided by the wisdom of God. 
if we're walking in and, and filled with the Spirit of God, He's going to give you wisdom. Uh, in James it says, if, if, you, have, if uh, you have not because you ask not. And, and He's talking about uh, wisdom in a sense in that, but He's talking about altogether things in prayer, but specifically wisdom. If you don't have it, it's because you're not asking for it. And if we're seeking wisdom, the wisdom of God, the, the will of God, then we, we're asking God to show us what He would give us His wisdom and how to walk in that way. And then we're guided by the providence of God. He watches over the affairs of men. Wendell and I were sitting here this morning before everybody came in, and we were talking about you know, the church and how... Um, how we both came about being here and you know how everything has gone and, and brought everything in place and and I've spoken with several today about how you know things are going and what God is doing and it's all part of the process you see God has guided me over the years and made me who I am so that I could be here today the same thing with you God brings people in and, and out of the church sometimes but hopefully mostly in but he brings people in uh, to fill in parts of the church that, that's missing. And, uh, and it strengthens the body altogether. Now, I, I was sharing with Wendell that, you know, I had gone through a season in my life where I was not particularly happy about where I was serving. But the Lord used that to teach me things that I needed to know to give me the experience that I needed to have to bring me here. And were it not for that, it wouldn't have gone exactly the same way. So I praise the Lord that His providential will helped me uh, and, and, and blessed me in that way. Seeking the will of God is always an important thing for us. Knowing that God's will is not is not meant to be mysterious, but there are qualifications. We must submit ourselves to God and be willing to um, work, be willing to do or be um, open to whatever the Lord says for us to do. So in closing, I, I, I wrote down three principles about the will of God. The will of God is for your welfare. It's not something you have to do it's something that you get to do. It's what you would want for yourself if we had enough sense to want it. Number two, the will of God will never take you where the power of God cannot keep you. And number three, you are free to choose His will or your own. He's not going to force Himself upon you. So the will of God tonight as the Word of God urges us to submit ourselves to God, giving ourselves to Him completely, and to know, understand the will of God, you see, the ball's in our court. God gives us the opportunity to say yes or no. And my prayer is that everyone would be yes. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, again tonight, we... We ask for your will to be done. We know, Lord, our obedience is key. 
us following you, us submitting ourselves to you, taking up our cross daily, denying ourselves, and following you requires us to be open and ready to do whatever it is that you lead us to do. As we see you working, Lord, help us to join in. Whatever the task may be, wherever the task may be, Father, we just ask that you show us and give us the strength to see it, the sight to see it, and the strength to join in. We love you, Lord. We thank you now. In Jesus' name, amen.